All right, welcome into the Kickoff in the Valley podcast, where I am the voice of the bird god, Adam Armbrecht, also a producer extraordinaire, but I'm only here to set the table for the leader of the Bird Gang Travel Club, the pulse of the Arizona Cardinal fan base, Mr. Tyler Vasquez. Good sir, it was Black Monday, but maybe more of a celebration for Arizona. Yeah, I think this is all good news since the weekend. I mean... It's just been day after day of good news. This this is fantastic. Let's keep the train rolling. You know what I mean? It's not just good news. It's great news. So we're obviously going to talk about uh, the moves that were made, specifically with the GM, specifically with the head coach. We will say them by name coming up in a second. Uh, we're also going to talk about what went on over the weekend, what it meant for that draft stock, because we spent a nice little bit of time on the last episode getting excited about the possibilities for the Cardinals when it comes to that. And then ultimately, this was... Uh, a day that uh, concluded with a press conference from the Arizona Cardinals. And we're going to really, that's uh, for Tyler to kind of give the, that little taste of, did you feel satisfied by the decisions that were made, the reasoning behind it, and then the expectations going forward. So that's, that's the the roadmap of today's episode, but we do start Uh, early today. It came out first. We're not sure what order this is going to come in started with, GM Steve Kime would not be returning to the team. And then in a relatively short order, followed up with Cliff Kingsbury was in fact fired by the Arizona Cardinals. I don't need to say, how do you feel about it, Tyler? But was there a sense of relief just from the standpoint of, do we know for sure that Bidwell is going to make this move and really try to reset this franchise? Yeah, I think relief is the keyword for everyone right now is I think it's the mixed emotions leading into today. I know in my little circle of friends where we have our little group chat, it went from, well, Glazer reported that they're probably gone, but it was like, well, it says probably. probably. So maybe they're not gone. And then there were bets <laughs> thrown out like, nope, Cliff is going to be retained, but but uh, Kime will be let go. And it was just one of those things where you then sort of had doubt creep in. Over the last 24 hours. And then as the day went longer this morning, I could just see fans being like, that's not going to happen. He's going to keep him. He's going to keep him. But when you go on par for when Steve Wilkes was fired a couple of years ago. Yeah. And obviously they didn't clear house of the GM. But, you know, when they've made a move in the past, it was right around. It was an hour earlier than today than when when, uh, Cliff was let go. Um, but once it happened, you know, it's really par for the course and, and how these things have been handled in the past. Very, but yes, breaking it down to the feelings that you have today, I think coming off of us hammering hard that we needed the third overall pick and then securing the third overall pick. I wish the bears at times, it looked like they were almost going to do their part and would have got us to the second overall pick, but instead somehow they end up with the first overall pick. We never saw that. Like we didn't talk about that as a possibility, but with that all being said, yeah, for Houston, who would ever have suspected Chicago (laughs) ends up with it, but here we are. So we secure the third overall pick. So you're pumped there. And then today, Michael gives us the joy of doing what I feel the overarching. When you talk about the majority of the fan base, I have seen some people say like, hey, because of injuries, you should bring Cliff back Mm -hmm. and things like that. But the 90 percentile majority was Cliff's got to go. And and, uh, I think everyone kind of was under the impression that Kime was going to be out of here. Yeah. Uh, You know, when he stepped away from the team, if anyone thought he was ever going to come back, like I, I didn't think that was really a possibility. 
Well, well, well here's where I'm going to tie it into, obviously, the other storyline around the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. in the NFL, and that's Sean Payton and what's going to happen and where he's going to go. And you and I were sending back and forth some text messages. I may have been kind of – I think I was, I was being a bit of a – you know, keep it clean yeah, here, but I, I wasn't being a, a supportive downer. co-host in terms of, of what was being talked about because Sean Payton was on a uh, Fox Sunday. He's there with all the guys. First, he said, you know, scale of one to 10, he was asked the likelihood that you're coaching somewhere or that you're back here with us on the set. He said seven out of 10, he's on the set talking football. Now there's a lot of games been shipped hey, there. Obviously, you know what a seven is? That's a C in school. Okay. So it's not good odds. Still passing. That he's back. Uh, but but to your point, though, then they, they asked him, if you are looking at some of these spots, the 17th is when the interview processes can begin. Some people have been given, you know, potential preliminary um, approval to interview him when that time comes. But he said, what are you looking for? And I thought this was pretty telling. And this is where I think it ties back to Bidwell and the Cardinals and the decisions that you were maybe you were grappling with. Do we want to let go of Kime and Cliff? Maybe just one, right? It was that Sean Payton said, Beyond the quarterback, beyond personnel, it was about who was in control in the organization, the GM, the voices in the organization that he's going to be working with. And I think if you were Bidwell, you had to look at that and say, and I'm not telling you he's waited for to hear that statement, but you had to be looking and saying, it's going to be hard for me to sell my organization to Sean Payton if I have a GM that under his watch, there's been a lot of missteps, right? Especially in this season and the last couple of seasons, it, it would have been hard. I think to keep time specifically in place here, get rid of cliff Kingsbury and say, Hey, Sean, this is going to be a great opportunity. You know that you need to kind of look at it as even if it's not a Sean Payton guy at the GM spot, just knowing that it's a fresh mind, a fresh voice ready to work with him potentially. Yeah, you know, when when I hear Sean Payton say that, it, I put we're donezo <laughs> because when I think of this organization, I don't think it's those things. But uh, so, Yeah, by the way, because it goes to Bidwell too here, right? He's yeah. also talking about ownership, and that could yeah. be a, a problem. Yeah, and he pretty much said it didn't come down to quarterback. It doesn't come down to those things. It came down to management, ownership, all, all of those pieces. And so when you look at that, that is concerning now. I then go back to, again, he has touted that he's had a relationship in the past with the Arizona Cardinals. He was a ball boy for Michael's father uh, in that regime. To me, (laughs) I I almost feel like Sean Payton's had a very bad poker face. Like, I feel like he wants to be here. Now, the one big wrench that we've talked about in the past is like L.A. or even Dallas. And with Dallas losing over the weekend, that's concerning. And then L.A., Sean McVay, it just keeps coming out that he's looking to step away. Uh, I'm going to go a step further because I think you're right. Listen, every organization has its issues. Over the weekend, this is where it does tie in. We're going to get to the draft uh, the draft stock here coming up in a second, that third overall pick. But a couple of things. One, Dallas looks terrible in a Week 18 game against the eliminated Washington Commanders. Dak Prescott looks terrible. And you can say whether or not that's kind of been his M.O. He struggles in big spots. He hasn't been a great playoff QB. We're going to see them coming up here, and that could all change. In one week, this could look different for a lot of these teams. But I don't think Mike McCarthy has been regarded as, you know, the one of the stalwarts of NFL coaching, right? In a lot of ways, if they walk in there and they lose in the first round of the playoffs in the wild card round, you could see a real you could see a real turnover there, I think, under Jerry Jones. And that would push in a big way, probably for Sean Payton, who obviously has ties to that organization in the past. When you go out to LA, 
Here's the other one. And we talked about this. Um, I talked about a lot of people over the last couple of days. What the Chargers were doing in that game after the Ravens had lost to the Bengals and everything was set, there was nothing left was to gain. It was in it was the definition of malpractice. I was like, I was joking and also being serious when I said, I might fire him in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. You kept all of your starters out there saying, for the sake of rhythm, you lost Bosa, you lost Williams. And if you're looking at the AFC playoff picture, playing the Jaguars is about the best matchup that you could probably pull, even as good as they have looked down the stretch. And now you've put yourself in a terrible position. I, it is not a foregone conclusion that just because that team made the playoffs that he is automatically coming back and Coach Staley there. If he gets jettisoned, I think they would be pushing hard for Sean Payton because you have the quarterback, you have the weapons. Like That is a very talented That's, roster yeah. that just might need a better leader. It's a very appealing job for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, no, I think you're right in all regards that you have three situations now that are going to, that are lingering, right? And Sean Payton can't do anything until, what was it, the 17th? He's got yeah. another eight days before he can really do anything anyway. So we're going to get through the wild card round. And yeah. let's say the Chargers lose. Let's say the Cowboys lose. Let's say, you know, Sean McVay decided. I've already seen that it said Sean McVay is looking to make the decision quickly. So yeah. if he decides he's out, now you have three big like jobs that are opening up three, three desirable jobs just because of market and because of uh, the weapons on the teams. And, ho- and hopefully you get the benefit of you, the Cardinals. It's you and the Rams say that McVay retires. Well, you're the two teams that aren't in the playoffs. Maybe the mm-hmm. Cowboys win, maybe the chargers win. And all of a sudden they get pushed out. Even if they wanted to be in the discussion, they get further away from having those talks as they continue to the playoff road. So there's that. That was um, one thing that Michael Bidwell said in his presser today, and I know we'll get all into the presser in a minute, yeah. but one thing he did say along these lines was he wanted to move quickly. Yeah. So I think that part of the reason of wanting to move quickly is, <laughs> one, you look at the Denver Broncos out there, they've requested interviews with virtually every top candidate. You talk Peyton, they've requested Harbaugh, they've requested Ryans. I mean, you name it, they're going yeah. after everybody. They, they've asked for uh, Dan Quinn, they've asked for... Uh, try to think of who the other two were, but they, they've they've targeted that when you talk about the top coaching candidates, they've talked to, they've targeted almost every single one of them. And Denver is not playing around when it comes to finding someone. So when I see Michael Bidwell and I hear him say, "I want to move quickly," well, hey, Denver's laying the roadmap for you. You need to get moving as quickly as they're doing because they're about they're a lap ahead of you right now. Yeah, I'm taking a look here. Uh, Raheem Morris as well, yep. and defensive Morris. coordinator D'Amico Ryans. You mentioned him there in terms of who the Broncos have requested. And in that regard, so let me ask you quickly before we do hit the the draft, and then we're going to go over to the press conference where there's a lot more that I think that fleshes out nicely here um, for this conversation, is just that do you – so if you're bid well, are you going all in on the Sean Payton train saying, I don't request anybody else. I, you know, you want to send the message. You're my guy. I don't even want to talk to anyone else. Or do you want to, you know, hedge your bets a little bit and say, if he gets fucked by somebody else, I need to, I do need to have a plan in place here. Like, I think that's a very tentative one when maybe arguably the Cardinals are not number one on Sean Payton's list per se. So that's the way you push to the top, right? Is we're all in on you. We don't even want to talk to anyone else. And then Sean Payton goes to L.A., goes to Dallas, whatever, and you go, oh, shoot. Now who do I want to talk to? What does it look like? You'd really hate to see the Cardinals make what feels like some smart decisions, getting away from Kime, 
getting away from Cliff Kingsbury and then maybe fumble the next step in getting this thing back on track. 